Amen. Lord, we just come before you, my God. We just give you all the honor and all the glory. I thank you, my God, for our representation team, Lord, for Mosaic, my God, with our pastors. I thank you, Lord, for their call. I thank you, Lord, that they heard your voice and they went out to represent, to minister, my God. I pray, Lord, that you continue to give them the strength, the wisdom, the guidance, Lord, that only comes from you, Lord Jesus. Lord, fill their hearts and minds. Give them rest, Lord, that everyone there was just blessed and had an awesome time, Lord. We pray, Lord, for our pastors as they take this time to be with family and to rest, my God. I pray, Lord, that you strengthen them, Lord. Give them wisdom. Give them direction, my God. Just continue to bring blessings upon their families and, and their households, my God. We thank you, Lord, that we could just send them off to receive your word, to worship, Lord, to rest. Lord, we thank you for their hearts and their lives that we could call them not only our pastors, but also our friends, our mentors. We thank you for their life, Lord. Continue to bring blessings. Bless our service this morning. Let your Holy Spirit speak to us, my God. Let your Holy Spirit just come deep into our hearts and minds, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we may put ourselves aside, Lord, and let you intervene. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, bring a fresh fire, a new anointing, my God. Let your Holy Spirit move how you want to be moved. We give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen. amen. So everyone looks beautiful today. Say thank you. That's <laughs> You're supposed to say, thank you, Pastor Zoe. No. <laughs> Amen. So we've been doing this series on the Holy Spirit. How many have been blessed, amen, by the word of the Holy Spirit? And I just thank God because um, as the different pastors and ministers have come, uh, it's just kind of an, a refreshment. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit every single day and what it can do for our lives, not only for our lives, but our family's life, right? And so today I want to speak on how the Holy Spirit is our guide. How many know that if we're still, we listen, we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us, and how a lot of times we're kind of quick to run and quick to say, oh, I'll talk to you later. I'm busy, right? But the Holy Spirit wants to come into us. The Holy Spirit is not only our guide, but it's also our helper. Amen? The person of the Holy Spirit does so many things in our lives around us and in us. Amen? He leads us. He guides us. He speaks to us. He reveals to us. Amen? He fills us up with new strength, new power, new anointing, with boldness. Amen? With love, with peace, with patience. And it goes on and on. The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. When we are weak, he is strong. Amen? He brings conviction to us, and he warns us. He also gives new birth. He intercedes. He empowers. He sanctifies. He loves us. He gives us gifts. He dwells in us, and he is our seal of salvation. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, isn't that awesome? We have the Holy Spirit so near to us. Wouldn't you want to get to know him better? I want to get to know him better. Don't think just, uh, we could always learn from God and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. I was born and raised in church. It doesn't mean that I know God's word 100%. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm, I still want that hunger, and I pray for that. Lord, give me that hunger. Continue to give me that desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? He wants to bless your life, and he wants to bless my life. He wants us to succeed. Amen? How many want that? I want to succeed, but only through the Holy Spirit. Not through my own might or my own power, but by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So let's get to know the Holy Spirit. I believe it's one of the most important lessons we learn as believers, amen, is how to listen to the voice of God, how to listen to the Holy Spirit, how to get the right direction from the Holy Spirit when he's speaking, when he's giving us new visions, when he's giving us new wisdom, when he's giving us a direction to follow, we have to say, ah. I'm not going by my own power. I'm not going by my own mind. I'm not going by my own wisdom, but I'm going through the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen? How many want to be guided by the Holy Spirit this morning? Let's look at a prayer from Paul in Ephesians. This was his prayer to the church, and I want this, when we study it this morning, I want this to be our prayer to take ownership of, hey, I belong to Mosaic. Hey, I want this prayer. Paul says in Ephesians 1.17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Everyone say, know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you will know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Amen? That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Amen? See, he has equipped you to do whatever he wants Mm, he wants to do. He has equipped you to have enough what he wants you to have. He has equipped you to understand what he wants you to understand. He has equipped you to be the person he wants you to be. If we believe who we really are in Christ. We need to learn the power of the Holy Spirit and get to know him better. Let him be your best friend. How many here have a best friend? You know that best friend. You know his or her likes, their dislikes. You call on them when you're in trouble, maybe. You call on them when you just need a break from your family, right? Hey, let's go have some dinner. Woo, woo, a break from the kids and the grandkids. They're your best friend. You know them because why? You know them because you spend time with them, right? 
You spend time with them. You know them so much. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. The Holy Spirit wants us to know him like we know a best friend. But that takes time. That takes commitment. That takes obedience to get to know who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in our lives. Not tomorrow, not next week, not in six months. He wants you to know him every minute, every hour, every day in our lives. We need to learn to distinguish between the Holy Spirit, our imaginations, or, oh, man, is that something I ate? Oh, man, I don't know. When we really get to know who the Holy Spirit is, who God is, and we're sensitive to that, right? We know when he's given us new visions, new dreams. He's speaking to us on what direction to take, right? But we got to spend time, quality time. Not, okay, Lord, uh, uh, um, I have five minutes. He wants us to spend quality time. Let's look at a powerful, um, how powerful the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. In 1 Corinthians 2.10, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that comes from the spirit the spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. For who, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as instructed him? But we have the mind of who? We have the mind of Christ, right? Let me ask you this question this morning. Who or what is guiding your life right now? Let's think about that for a moment. Who is really guiding your thinking, your attitude, your wishes, your desires, how you operate, how you work, whatever it might be? Are you being guided by feelings and emotions or attitude? By your past? Some people live by their feelings, their emotions, and desires. But what happened? It changes quickly, right? Why? Because we're not being led by the Holy Spirit. If we live this way, we see what? By our own feelings and not the Holy Spirit. We don't see no growth. We feel stuck. We feel, oh, God, where are you? Holy Spirit, where are you? He's there. But we need to be obedient, right? God did not intend for us to live by our feelings. He intended for us to live in close proximity 
a close relationship with him. Is anybody hearing me this morning? God wants us to be in close relationship with him. Not just on Sunday mornings, not just on Wednesday evenings. God wants us to be close in proximity. He wants such a close relationship that he's number one in your life. He's number one before your husband. He's number one before your wife. He's number one before your children. He's number one before your grandchildren. When we seek the hand of God, when we see the Holy Spirit living in us, when we spend that quality time with him and we put him first in our life, everything else will fall into place. Amen? Because we have put him number one in our life. The Holy Spirit can provide that uh, stability in our lives. The stability in our lives. He wants to do that. He wants to give us clarity. Amen. He wants us to have a sensitive heart to the Holy Spirit. He wants us to put him first in our lives. One thing that Jesus made very clear to his apostles was who he was going to leave after his death. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I will come to you. He is speaking of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 12 through 14, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide. Underline that or circle if you have it. He will guide you into all truths. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Mm, Isn't that awesome? He will tell us what is to come if we listen and if we're obedient. We're not going by our own strength. We're not going by what we think is right. We're not going by, well, I want to do this. And the Holy Spirit is saying, "Uh uh-uh, stop. Listen. If you want me to direct you, stop what you're doing and listen to what I have to say. If we barely read the Bible, we think, oh, I'm just going to read it when I'm going through something. No, God wants us to read it on a daily basis. How much stronger are we going to grow when we get into his word, when we get into worship, when we come to the altar, when we get plugged into a Bible study, when we get plugged into a small group, amen? How much closer and intimate the Holy Spirit wants us to be with him. When we come to God, we need to expect that we're going to hear from him. Don't be like, oh, Lord Jesus, I hope I, I hope I hear from you, Jesus. No. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, what do you want? What do you want to say to my heart? What do you want to say to my mind? Right? Every time I get into the word or before my sermon, I'm saying, Lord, and this is one thing that, um, this is always my desire. I don't ever want to speak or preach by what I think I know or get, get comfortable. I know sometimes people laugh when they say, Pastor Sally, why do, you, why do you get nervous? 
you're not nervous. Yes, I am, because I don't want to go by my own strength when I'm preaching God's message. I want to go by his power, his anointing, his fire, what he wants to speak through us, not by what I think or what I want, but it's through the Holy Spirit, what he wants to reveal to us every Sunday, every Wednesday, whenever you, you come. Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak through me? Amen? We have to be humble, and we have to want and desire what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We have to decide, am I going to live by my emotions? Am I going to live by what other people are doing or saying? Or am I going to live by the one true God who wants to re reveal and speak what he wants to be spoken? Every single day of my life, Holy Spirit, what do you want to speak through me? And that should be our prayer. That should be our desire. Holy Spirit, what do you want of my life today? Go with me. We read in, in Psalms 119, 105. It says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If I don't know the word of God, if I'm not in prayer, if I'm not in worship, if I'm not seeking the Holy Spirit, when things come my way, I'm not going to know where I'm going. I'm going to trip over these stairs and fall because I don't know where I'm going. But when the enemy's trying to steal, kill, and destroy my family, my finances, my job, my career, my ministry, when I study the word of God and I'm in close proximity with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to say, back away, Satan. I'm going to say, Lord, I am your daughter. Lord, I know the plans that you have for me. Lord, I know the plans that you have for my family. Lord, I know the plans that you have for my ministry. Lord, I know the plans that you have for me today, this week, this month, this year, five years, because I'm in the word of God. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. The Holy Spirit is not fifth in line. The Holy Spirit is before my husband. The Holy Spirit is before my children. The Holy Spirit is before my parents because I trust, I believe, I'm obedient, and I want to be guided through the anointing of the Holy Spirit in every day of my life. It takes work. It takes a desire. It takes commitment because I want to be used by God. I want God's anointing to fall on, on me. I want God's anointing to fall on my children. I want God's anointing to fall in my marriage. Amen? How many receive that? If you want God's glory, if you want to be guided by God, if you want his power and his strength and his wisdom and his anointing, then I need to be obedient. Not by my own wisdom, but through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I need to let my light shine bright for Jesus. The last few weeks, I've been talking a lot to Seth about 
And sometimes I feel like he's not listening sometimes. But last time he says, and he's here, he's like, Mom, last time he said, Mom, how come I want to shine when we pray? Mom, how come you always pray to shine my light bright for Jesus? And I was like, because, Seth, I want you to know who Jesus is in your life. You're that example, right? And I want you to shine bright for him. I want you to know who Jesus is. I want you to put him first in your life. Not, not me, Jesus. But how, how beautiful that is. When we, it says, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I want my light to shine so bright for Jesus. Woo! It's going to be like a firework. We're going to celebrate. Woo! Fourth of July. <clears throat> but we need to take time in our daily schedules to read our word, to understand what Jesus, what God, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to my life. Amen? We see in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, we see a story about the people of Israel and how they suffered because they did not follow the guidance of God. They were going, they were going out of the desert. They were going, heading to the promised land, right? And what seemed it should have taken a few weeks, how long did it take? 40 years, right? 40 years of traveling, 40 years of walking and, oh, and tired and hungry and just, oh, they're saying, Lord, where are you? God, why have you left us? God, why is it taking so long? 40 years. And Lord, 40 years. Oh, my goodness. And, and it should have only taken a few weeks. Why is it taking so long? God, where are you? God, I thought you're supposed to be guiding me, right? And in Exodus 13, 20, 21, it says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel both day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar by night in front of the people. So basically, we see God was with them, right? He was guiding them. He was guiding them. They could go day, night, whenever. He gave them the guidance. But what happened? Later in the story, we see their hearts were not right. They weren't following the direction of the Holy Spirit. They said, ah. Oh, Peace out, God. I'm going to do my own thing. Peace out. Thank you for the guidance, Lord. Thank you for everything you're doing, but I'm going to do it my way. I know what's best. Right? How many of us are like that? Sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I'm like that. I'm like, oh, God. You know, and we're like, oh, God's telling us to stop. Listen. Wait upon him. And we're like, no, God, I don't have time for this. I got to go. People want to see me. People want to hear me. People want to, my kids are waiting on me, right? We're in such a rush. We're in such a hurry to get places that we forget what God is trying to speak to us. 
what God is trying to speak to our hearts and to our minds, right? So the nation, basically, they're like, I'm doing my own thing. And if they would have been sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if they would have been, okay, God, I'm following your ways. I'm following your direction. Holy Spirit, I'm not going to look to the left. I'm not going to look to the right, but I'm going to keep my eyes focused on you. How much time they would have saved. How much um, commitment, right? It takes commitment to serve God. It takes commitment to follow the Holy Spirit. And they were like, uh-uh, I'm going to do it my way or the highway, as some of us say, right? Obedience will cost us, but the Lord desires obedience, not sacrifice. He desires obedience, not sacrifice. We're not sacrificing anything else like the Old Testament. God wants us to be obedient. Amen. Look in 1 Samuel 15, 22. It says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. Amen. If the people of Israel would have obeyed God on exactly what he said, they would have gotten to the promised land a lot earlier. Right? They wouldn't have been tired and grumpy and probably arguing. You know, how, how many sometimes when we're tired, my husband will say, babe, did you eat? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like last night, just a, a funny story. Last night, um, I went to bed like around 1130, and I'm like, man, I'm so hungry. Why am I hungry? And I'm like, ah, that's weird. And he asked me, he's like, babe, did you eat dinner? I was like, oh. No, I had lunch at 2, and it's almost like 11.45. And I was like, I'm hungry. And he's like, you're grumpy. You need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, anyway, just a side note. But God cares. God cares about you. God loves you. And at times, we feel like, oh, God, where are you? Holy Spirit, where are you? Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this storm? Why am I going through this trial? I need healing, God. Why am I not getting it? It's not that God doesn't love you. It's not that God doesn't care for you. It's not that God loves this family better than this family. No. God loves all of us, but the Holy Spirit speaks to us differently. The Holy Spirit will say, pause, wait a minute. I don't want you to take this right now. You know, and sometimes in, in ministry, I've gotten, when I was younger, and my mom can vouch for this, a lot of times I got criticized in ministry. When, when um, sometimes they would offer me a, a, a position in ministry, or they say, oh, your qualifications, and you're good at this and good at that, I would always tell God, Lord, Yes, you've given me these gifts, you've given me these talents, but I have always been and I've always prayed, God, I do not want to make a decision without you speaking through me, through your Holy Spirit telling me this is the right thing I want for you. This is the right position I want for you. And sometimes people would come to me, Pastor Sally, why aren't you taking this? Because I haven't heard from God yet. People are telling me to take this. People are telling me to do this. 
but I always want to be directed by the Holy Spirit. I always want to be directed by God telling me, this is what I've equipped you for. This is your season where you're going to go. It's not by your season. It's not by what your thought. It's not by what you're going to do. But it's through the Holy Spirit guiding me and telling me what season and what directions I need to take. And that's how we have to live. It's not by what other people are saying to do. It's by the Holy Spirit working through us, ministering to us on what he wants for your life. Amen? Because God doesn't ask for credentials. God doesn't ask for certificates. He says, yes, right? God says, I am speaking through you, yes. He's speaking to our hearts and our desire on what steps to take. God is equipping us, not man. School is awesome. School is great to get your certificates and get your education. But it's not through education. It's through the Holy Spirit living inside of us on what he is directing us to do. Amen? So we might ask, are you tired of wandering in the desert? If you're feeling like you're living in the desert, ask yourself this question. How did I get here? It's not because God doesn't love you. It's because the Holy Spirit wants to direct you and guide you on the next step to take, the next season to take, the next ministry to take. Amen? You're, we have to remember that God and the Holy Spirit is guiding every step. We need to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need to be slow to speak and what? Quick to listen. I need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And a lot of times we're ready to, da, 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 God, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Our heart, the Holy Spirit's in our heart and saying, do this, do that. And our mind's like, is going on. No, it doesn't make sense. But the Holy Spirit always makes sense. Amen. How many of us? Oh, let me get my phone. How many of us um, are pretty good with directions? How many can say, like, I'm good with directions. Someone gives me an address, and I I just know the area. I type it in, and I'm I'm there. Right? How many? Be proud. Be proud. Say, ah, I'm that. Well, a lot of us use our GPS on our phone to get to a direction and get to a place, right? Well, I'm going to tell you a funny story. When Pastor Rodrigo and I were newlyweds and um, growing up, I always told my parents, I'm not going to drive. I don't want to drive. I don't like driving, and I would tell them I'm going to have, um, I don't need to drive. And they would say, why? And I was like, because I have you, Dad, and I'm praying that the Lord blesses me with a husband that's just going to take me everywhere, and then I don't have to drive, and when I have children, my children are going to grow up and want to drive, and I'm just going to have them take me driving. Like, I'm going to ride with them. I, I already had a plan since I was young. One, two, three, four, five. 
Well, my mom's like, no, you're 19 years old. You need to learn how to drive. Come on, mom. No, I don't want to. And my mom's like, what happens when we get old? You have to take us places. Oh, you're never going to get old. Jesus said, you're not going to get old. And if you do, then my husband will take me and you and dad. So we, we would kind of argue back and forth. Huh? Or, yeah, or, or Rodriguez says, or the rapture would come and Jesus would take us and I won't need to drive anymore. So long story short. So when I would drive and um, I had to meet my friend at a certain place or um, I just learned the basic. Church, home, skating rink, Taco Bell, because it was around the corner. McDonald's, because it was like a few feet on the other side. And Star, oh yeah, Starbucks, oh no. I didn't drink coffee back then, only when I got married, because, yeah. <laughs> um, now I drink a lot of Starbucks. He has to tell me no more Starbucks. Um, so anyway, so my dad would tell me, okay, and my dad, my dad was like, um, he didn't believe, and he still doesn't use the phone for GPS. He likes maps. And so how many still use maps? My dad still does. He loves them. And you, you know the big maps where it's a trifle? Doop, doop, and they like, my dad would have some that would take up like half the table. And when he would get it out, my mom would have to move her plants and everything to fit the map. So... I would be like, oh, man, I have to ask my dad, and that's going to be like a 30-minute lecture on everything, right? So I'd go, Dad, I have to go to this place. He'd pull out the map. No, it wasn't five minutes. It was like 15, 20, 30-minute long. He would get his maps. He would do lefts, rights, landmarks. You're going to go here. You're going to make left. You're going to look at uh, where Taco Bell is or where Starbucks, or, and then it's going to be on your left-hand side. But not only that, I love my dad, he also would take me to the place a day before and have me drive so I knew how to get to the places, right? So I, oh, I love my dad. So I would get there, right? So then Jesus told me to marry Rodrigo, <laughs> the Holy Spirit. And um, so when we got married, we would have not fight because we're Christians. We don't believe in fighting. We would have arguments or disagreements. Disagree. Disagree. That's a better one. Thank you, Pastor Carla. Disagreements. And in the beginning, my first couple years, I'd be like, I would get upset. And I would be like, babe, I need to go here. You need to take me. He's like, no, you need to use your, hello, you have an iPhone. Use your GPS. And I'd be like, I don't know how to use that. I need, my dad used to do maps and I don't like maps. So you have to take me. And he'd be like, no, babe, You're, I'm not taking you. You need to learn. And we'd go back and forth. And then finally, I would get upset, you guys, and I would say, if you don't take me right now, I'm going to call my dad, and my dad's going to come, and he's going to pick me up, and he's going to get mad at you. And then, and then he's like, but, but deep down, deep down, he would be like, I don't care. But then his knees would be shaking. Ooh, don't call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just play, just play. So we would go back and forth, and I, I wouldn't call my dad, but I would just, like, say, I'm going to call my dad, and he's going to get mad at you. So long story short, he would be like, no, babe, you got to learn. And he would, he would sit down, and it wasn't that he would leave me alone. He would sit down and show me, look, you click this, and you go through the map, and you make your lefts and your rights, and, and follow. And then if you 
If you turn wrong, it'll tell you. And so, um, well, I can't, it's not bringing it up. But anyways, so you get the picture. And so, um, so I would, so I learned, I learned, I was like, okay, I got to be dependent. I got to learn. I, I can't just rely on my dad and I can't rely on Rodrigo. But thank you, Jesus. Seth is so smart. He knows my phone and he knows, he loves maps. He's, my son is so much like my dad. It's so funny. He's like, mom, I'm going to open the map and we're going to go to this country and this state and I was like, yeah, you go. I, I say he's going to be a missionary because he loves just the Lord. But so, and, he, and he's my map quest. Seth will be like, oh, let me, uh, let me show you, Mom. You follow the blue line and you make a left here, Mom. Like, he's really good. And, but long story short, I had to learn how to get to a place. I had to rely on my own strength. I had to have, I had to pray and ask God, Lord, Take that fear away. If I get lost, it's okay because I know you're my guide. I know you're going to get me through that place. I know you're in me, around me, through me, and you're going to take me to the place I need to be. Amen? And that's how we need to be. Whatever direction you need to go, it's not by your strength. It's not by your power, but it's through the word of God. It's through his Holy Spirit that's going to guide us and take us to the right direction. But we have to have a willing heart to receive what the Holy Spirit is telling us. If the Holy Spirit is telling us to stop, wait, seek me, and I will let you know tomorrow, he might say, you know what, uh-uh, I don't know. Just keep in my word, keep praying, and I will direct you. It might take a week, it might take a month, it might take a year. But we have to have that eagerness, that heart to say, I got I to gotta follow. I got to be obedient. I got to make sure the Holy Spirit is guiding my direction, is guiding my path, is going to take me into the right direction. Not GPS, but the Holy Spirit. Amen? A lot of times we might feel, well, Pastor Sally, how do you know that if I'm praying and asking God and the Holy Spirit to direct me, how do I really know it's coming from the Holy Spirit? I, I, I might need to ask my mentor. I might need to ask my friend, right? Not that there's nothing wrong. I have many mentors in my life. I have my mom. I have our pastors, our pastoral team. I have other ministers that I go to. But I don't just go and rely on what they think. I'm always trying my best to see, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And I go to them not so much for advice, but I go to them and ask, Pastor Carla, can you pray for me? I'm going through this. I have this decision to make. I know I need to rely on the Holy Spirit, but I just want to talk to you. I just want you to know where I'm at and what I need prayer for. Pastor Rodrigo, I'm going through this. I need the direction of the Holy Spirit, right? That's what Pastor talks about, coming alongside our families. If you're hurting, if you're broken, if you're going through something, it's not to judge, it's not con to condemn, and not to give you the, uh, uh no. It's to come alongside. It's to help pray. It's to help build. It's to help connect. It's to help us, Holy Spirit, help us 
guide. Holy Spirit, give us what you want. How can we be guided by you? Amen? We need to meditate on God's word. We need to come with a hunger and a desire that I need the Holy Spirit. God, speak to me. Lord, what direction do you want me to take? Help me make the right decisions for your honor and your glory. And he will come into your heart and he'll tell you. And he'll tell us, nope, it's not, it's not time. But sometimes we're like, God told me it's not time, but pff, I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to see what God says later. Right? Because we're human. Right? We're human. We're like, I know the Holy Spirit's telling me this direction, but I'm going to go this direction first, and then I'll come back if it doesn't work out and say, God. Right? We need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. God has given us the most treasured thing we own, the Holy Spirit to guide us, the Holy Spirit to uplift us. The Holy Spirit, we have the word of God, and the Holy Spirit is available to us 24-7. The Holy Spirit is available for me, for you, for you, for you, for you, 24-7, not just once in a while, 24-7, he gives direction, he gives guidance, he gives protection. If we obey and trust and believe that the Holy Spirit is there with us. So this week as we were preparing for the sermon, um, something happened to our house. And, it, and it's a funny story. And, and uh, Hannah and Seth and I, we were at home. Seth, you want to tell the story? <laughs> we, were, we were at home, and Seth, what happened? What happened to our water? Leaked. It, it bursted. And, and it was this noise. It was like, <laughs> right, Seth? <laughs> and... And Hannah, Hannah, well, Seth actually first, he's like, Mom, what's that noise? And I said, oh, it's, it sounded like our, our freezer when the ice, you know, the tray's making ice. That's what it sounded like. A little louder, but it sounded similar. And I said, oh, it's just the ice tray. And Seth's like, no, Mom, that sounds different. And we're going back and forth. No, Seth. And then Hannah comes in and butts in. And he's like, Mom, no, it's not, with her little sassiness and She's like, no, mom. And I was like, yes, Hannah, it's the tray. And I was ignoring them. And come on, hurry. We got to go to the park. We got to get dressed. And then Hannah still jumped over the couch. And she's like, mom, no, there's water. Well, I didn't have my glasses on. And I was kind of far. Lesson learned. I need to wear my glasses more. I'm getting older. I'm, I'm accepting that. The Holy Spirit's revealing to wear my glasses more. And, um, and I looked, and I was like, I don't see nothing. And I was just like, ah, you know, they're just being silly, the kids. And Hannah's still, no, Mom, look, there's water. So I get closer, and I have my socks on, and I get, to the, I get closer to the, the kitchen area, and I go like this, and my socks are soaking wet. And the, actual, the water actually splashed. Like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? So... The smart person I am, I, I thought, like, oh, the water, well. So 
I didn't do that. I said, I called right away and go, babe, the water. There's water all over the kitchen, depending on my husband. And he's like, well, babe, I'm working. He goes, uh, call, go to, go to Jerry's or call my dad. Well, I was like, no, I'm not going to call my father-in-law. I don't want to bother him. I'll go to my neighbor. So the kids, like, jumped out. They're putting their shoes on. They run to the neighbor's house, knock, and they come out. What happened? And says, like, the water's all over the place. And come, come, we need you. Come, come. And then Hannah's like, yeah, the water, come, come. Oh, and he, she's taking the hand. Come on, come on. And then I, I'm, I'm embarrassed more because I'm like, oh, my gosh, the water and our neighbors, whatever. So then they come, he comes and turns off the water. And I'm looking. I was like, oh, I should have done that. Duh. Like, I should have done that. <laughs> well, what, what confused me? you guys, to be honest, was the water was coming out of, you know, the pipes in the sink. So I knew I had to turn off the water, but I was just confused with that and then the water coming out. But, and so my neighbor turns off the water, but in my defense, there was water still coming out and the water was turned off. So, so, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so anyways, um, so yeah, so then I'm like, oh my goodness. So he turned it off. I'm getting towels, wiping it. So, it starts getting like, it starts coming around, going into the dining room. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. So like, I'm getting nervous. It's getting worse. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, help my house. Help my house, Lord. Help us. Don't let us drown. The water's getting big. I know how to swim. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, so it's, it's coming around and I'm just like, oh my goodness. So long story short, when all this was happening, Mo, you know, most of us, and even me at times, I could have been like, oh, my gosh, God, where are you? Lord Jesus, how is this happening? I'm, I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday. Why is this going on? Like, where are you, Holy Spirit? Where are you, God? You know, I could have been like that, been upset and angry. But in my mind and my heart, I was like, God, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And I told my neighbor, they're Christians, and my neighbor's like, you know what? Um, Sally, he goes, that was God. That was the Holy Spirit, huh? And I was like, it was, because could you imagine I wouldn't have listened? I would have just told my kids, oh, it's the ice. I would have ignored it. We would have gone to the park for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, which we do when we go to the park. We live across. How much water within that 45 minutes to an hour, how much damage it would have been? And my husband's asking me, did, did water get underneath the, underneath the cabinets? Do you think it damaged? Do you think, and we're, we're, we're talking and analyzing it. And I said, you know what, babe? I don't care. If it did, it did. But thank God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you were there to help us, to guide us, to not send us to the park, to stay home and to take care of the situation. That's the God that we serve. That's the Holy Spirit that's with us, covering us, directing us, overseeing us, and helping us. Whatever we go through in life, he is there. And instead of complaining, instead of saying, oh, God, what happened? Saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being my guide. Lord Jesus, thank you for being there. Lord Jesus, thank you for covering my kids and, and whatever, maybe later on down the road, if it got underneath the sink, right? You were still there to help guide me, to, to help my neighbors help us, right? 
another blessing that this happened with, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, no, like our friend Rolando who comes and he helps um, with our house maintenance and different projects we're working on. He's a busy guy, okay? And my father-in-law goes, I'm going to call him. And I said, okay, thank you. We're putting buckets underneath the sink. By then, it's like every 10 minutes I'm having to get the bucket, dump it, get it, dump it, put it under so the water's not coming out. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, man, he's so busy right now. It's going to take, it's going to probably take a week before he could get here. And as he's talking to me, my father-in-law, I'm just praying, Lord, open a door. Holy Spirit, open a door that he's able to come and help us. Holy Spirit, just make a way, not my way, but your way. When my father-in-law calls him, he says, hey, Sally, good news. And I go, what? And I'm praying as he's saying good news. He goes, Rolando said that he doesn't know what happened, but a job that he had right now got canceled. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. And he goes, but he's on the other side of town. It's going to take him. He's almost done with his job. It's going to take him about an hour to get here. Okay, thank you, God. Thank you, God. So he comes. He goes and gets the part. And, you know, we're sending him pictures. He goes and gets the part. He comes back, and he's like, hey, did you hear that, you know, my job got canceled? I don't know what happened. I was like, that was the Holy Spirit. That was God because I was praying. I, I know you're busy, and, and he's a Christian too. And he's like, that's God, Pastor. That's God because he goes, I had another job that was going to be two or three hours. And I was like, oh, thank you. Took him 20 minutes. Rodrigo calls, hey, babe, how's it going? Good, he's done. What? He's like, I go, he's done. Everything working? Yep, everything's turned off. He turned everything on. He turned everything off and on, ran everything. And he's like, it's, it's good. And um, so I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. But no matter what we go through in life, I want us to truly understand when we seek the presence of God, when we ask for help, he is there. He's there to guide. He's there to uplift. He's there to comfort. He's our guide. But we have to be in constant prayer, you guys. We have to be in constant in tune with the Holy Spirit. Not, not be like, oh, okay, and, until I need him. No. And I'm not saying you have to be all holy and say, oh, my goodness, I have to wait till. 45 minutes until I could get home and say, hallelujah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying being in tune with the Holy Spirit, be, letting him be our guide. Going about your day. You're going grocery shopping. You're picking up the kids like, like I do. I'm back and forth with the kids. I'm, I'm packing my kids' lunches. I'm packing my husband's lunch. I'm cooking dinner. Whatever I'm doing, I'm not on my knees and, oh, uh, no. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, mm, come into my heart. Holy Spirit, direct my path. Holy Spirit, bless my husband. Let him come home safely. Holy Spirit, be with my children. Holy Spirit, let my children make the right choices. Holy Spirit, let me be the guide to my kids. Every single minute we need to be in prayer. Every single minute we need to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up, to intervene, to take over. It's not by my might or strength or power, but it's by the Holy Spirit. It's by God saying, mm, come on, who wants to receive my word this morning? Who wants, to, who wants me to bless them this morning? Who wants me to have a special anointing and be used? We need to 
have that desire and that hunger of the Holy Spirit to let him guide us, to let him uplift us. Amen? Think about the people who have never heard the benefits of the Holy Spirit. We have that blessing. We have that gift. Every Sunday that we come, every Wednesday, every Monday, you know, we have something here every single day. There's, there's really not an excuse. We have Monday recovery. We have Tuesday. My mom always says, whoa, you guys, you guys are busy. Yeah, we have Monday recovery, Tuesday prayer, Wednesday Bible study, Thursday, Thursday and Fridays are other Bible studies. Saturdays, we might have events here and there for our community. Sunday, we have church. The more, we, the more hunger and desire we have to get plugged into the word, to get plugged into a ministry to help us grow and prosper for the honor and glory of God. We have to understand the more we get into his word, you know, in, in the word of God, when it's highlighted in red, it's Jesus speaking, right? When it's not only highlighted, but when Jesus is speaking the same word, we hear three, four, double, five times. It's important. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit when we open our word, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Holy Spirit, speak to my mind. What direction do you want me to take today? What direction do you, do you want to help me with today? Amen? Let's start asking the Father. Let's start asking the Holy Spirit to take over our lives. Amen. So the challenge this morning is every morning acknowledge the Holy Spirit. When you wake up and throughout the day, acknowledge who he is. Start asking the Holy Spirit to guide you in everything you do in life. Holy Spirit, guide my walk. Holy Spirit, guide my path. Holy Spirit, take me to that next level you want to take. Holy Spirit, fill me up with a new hunger. Holy Spirit, speak to me with a new desire. Holy Spirit, what do you want said to your people? Let's walk with the Holy Spirit. As we get ready to, to sing, it's an everyday practice. We have time. Let's let's stand. We're gonna we're gonna pray and and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. And really say, Holy Spirit, be my guide in everything I do. We have some time. Let's spend time at the altar this morning and say, God, let me be guided through your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you cover us, that you help us understand the plans that you have for our families, for our church, my God, for the churches around the Sacramento area, my God. Lord, the day is coming near, Lord. I pray that we may grow and prosper. I pray, Lord, that you help us fight the attacks of the enemy. But how can we fight it if we're not close to you, Jesus? We need your Holy Spirit to guide us, to say no, to have discernment, 
to have the authority that only comes from you, my God. Help us walk in your ways. Help us be obedient. Encourage us to say no to temptation. And let us be lighted by your path through your word and through your worship. In Jesus' name, amen.